G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Vision Christian Radio is all about connecting faith to life. From inspiring stories about the struggles we all face, to helping you understand the issues going on in the world, to clear and understandable Bible teaching, all peppered with great Christian music, the latest news, and even a few laughs along the way. You're about to experience just a small part of what we do. For the full experience, tune into a Vision Christian Radio FM or AM station near you. Listen online at visionradio.org.au or download our free app. Well, it seems just as a new year really gets into the swing of things, uh, we look in the rearview mirror and there was Christmas and New Year, but just ahead of us is Easter. And Easter this year, another significant Easter, a time to reflect on the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We're back today with author Ray Hawkins, who's written a book called Captured by Calvary and insights devotionally into the real meaning and getting into insights and gems that uncover the understanding about what Easter is all about. Ray Hawkins, welcome back to 2020. Ah, Thank you, Neil, very much. It's glad to be with you. Now, Ray, I wouldn't be wrong here, would I, in suggesting that when you start to talk about this particular book that you've written, this devotional series called Captured by Calvary, that something inside you just leaps uh, with passion about talking about this particular topic. Ah, oh, definitely. Ah, oh, yes. It's, um, it's been my uh, theme, as it were, for all my preaching life. Everything's coloured by it. Uh, it saved me, it's kept me, and uh, it just grabs me to think that uh, what Paul said is still true. We preach Christ crucified, and uh, that's our call, as, and uh, he's our Lord and Saviour, but the foolishness of the cross is the power of God. And, uh, you know, when you see what uh, the preaching of the cross does, it either stirs a person up to uh, uh, anger or stirs the person up to uh, surrender his or her life to Christ. And there's just nothing like it. And interestingly, when we talk about the cross, uh, for most of us, we'd think of the cross being something that happened in the New Testament. Now, we've got an Old Testament and we've got a New Testament, and we think of the cross as that cutting of a new covenant, the new covenant, New Testament. But the idea of the cross goes right back into the Old Testament. Yes, uh, actually it uh, goes back before uh, the Testaments, if I may say so. Um, In uh, uh, the scriptures it talks about that Christ was crucified before the foundation of the world. So in the mind of God, he even knew that as, when he created this world, the cross was going to have to happen. And uh, so it didn't take him by surprise what Adam did, of course. But why didn't he just obliterate Adam when he, Adam rebelled? I believe it's because 
God looked at him through what in historical terms was going to be centuries later. But he looked at it through the cross of Christ to Adam and he didn't destroy him. But he provided for him. Remember that uh, Adam uh, was clothed while he was naked and uh, God said, where are you, Adam? And Adam said, I'm hiding, I'm naked. And uh, God provided what? A covering so that he could stand before God and uh, not be ashamed. And that's what uh, the cross has done for you and for me, that uh, Christ has provided that covering for us to stand in the presence of the Father. And that took place in the mind of God before he even created. To me, it's wonderful. It is certainly the most enduring symbol of Christianity, the fact of the cross. And uh, some people, they have an open cross. Uh, In some different denominations, they have different images of Christ on the cross, whether it's the crucified Christ or the resurrected Christ. But the cross is the enduring symbol of Christianity, and it's what we associate with our salvation. Uh, How important is it to connect not only the story of the cross uh, and the symbolism of the cross, but also to understand deeply what this message really means? Well... Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, which is the power of God unto salvation. So that, that's, that's a personal one. That is so, uh, uh, so far-reaching uh, that it says, when I respond to Christ through what he's done on the cross, he transforms my life. Not only that, Uh, It is cosmic in the sense that in Colossians uh, chapter 2 and I think it's verses 13 to 15 he talks about uh, the cross of Christ and the blood of Christ has cleansed me and delivered me from being blackmailed by the devil being blackmailed and uh, crushed by my past and all its stupidity because On the cross, Christ paid uh, my debt. He cancelled out all that which was against me uh, by the uh, Ten Commandments and God's righteousness. And he shut the mouth of the principalities and powers that know all about me and could accuse me before God and uh, the world without telling a lie. The cross has said he's pardoned. He's forgiven. He is a new creation because he's put his trust in me, the crucified, risen Lord. So, you know, that's why I get so excited. Well, on the lead up to Easter this year, and as we reflect on the symbol, this image of the cross, what is it that you hope people will reflect more deeply on as they are thinking about Jesus Christ, him crucified, and then the resurrection. When you see this symbol, what's the most outstanding thing that you would hope that uh, that listeners to our conversation might actually see when they, when they look upon the cross? It's transforming. I look at it and think, God is making a statement. If I may, and... Uh, uh, forgive me if um, 
I'd like to read a little part of this uh, book, if I may, because Paul says in Corinthians, uh, we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to the Jews and foolishness to the Gentiles. Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. The weakness of God is stronger than that than man's strength. And that that just grabs me. And, and if I may, I'd like to read this little poem I've written. My God is weak, so very, very weak. He didn't break away from soldiers who placed the cross upon his shoulders. My God wore their spittle and their taunts. He must be weak to let them do such things. My God is weak, so very, very weak. He never fought when he was whipped, never threatened when he was stripped. He stumbled, fell, and the crowd laughed. He must be weak to let them do such things. My God is weak, so very, very weak. No miracle to stop hammer, nail, and spear. No anger to those who screamed and sneered. Thirsty, thorn-crowned, in pain he died. He must be weak to let them do such things. My God is weak, so very, very weak. I'm overwhelmed by his total weakness when he put aside his awesome greatness to bear my shame at judgment and death. Can he be weak to undertake such things? My God is weak, so very, very weak. Lifeless, entombed, salvation's hope dim. Could he in weakness overcome sin? The empty tomb declares he did win. Can he be weak to conquer such things? My God is weak, so very, very weak. Yet in his weakness I find forgiveness. In his weakness I can enjoy newness. My God's weakness is true love's greatness. Can he be weak to achieve such things? My God is weak, so very, very weak. His weakness is my celebration. His suffering is my salvation. His victory is my jubilation. Can he be weak to be all those things? My God was weak for me and for you, and I love him for it. Do you? Well, great insights. And to reflect on what you were saying a little earlier, the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to those who are being saved, it is the power of God and uh, tremendous insight into the cross. I'll point people to get a hold of your devotional book called Captured by Calvary. Yep. Uh, the author is Ray Hawkins, who's our guest today, Captured by Calvary, available at Good Christian Bookstores. Uh, Ray, great to talk to you again. Thanks so much for joining us again today on 2020. Thank you very much, and I wish you God's blessing. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.